thankful for what the Lord did here last week. We had um, three individuals that were filled with the Holy Ghost last Sunday morning. And uh, we had, yeah, amen. We can be thankful for that. And then we actually had one uh, Sunday night. Um, she is from um, the Nelsonville Church uh, who received the gift of the Holy Ghost. So we're thankful for that as well. Amen. Amen. God is good all the time. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Deuteronomy 28. And then we're going to jump down to Revelation 3. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. If you're there, say amen. I'm reading for the New King James Version. It says, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all the commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings everybody shout blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God Revelation 3 and 20 it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. For a few moments, I want to speak on this thought, the door of inconvenience and blessings. The door of inconvenience and blessings. Haven't done it in a while, but I had a second title I couldn't get rid of. Inconvenience with a side of blessings. Inconvenience with the side of blessings. Once you put your Bibles down, let's pray. Ask the Lord to let our hearts be ready for this word today. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this place today. God, I ask you to continue it, Lord, this morning. I ask you, God, if you would right now, speak to the hearts and the minds of the people, Lord. God, I pray, let us hear your word clearly today, God. I pray, God, our minds, our hearts, Lord, our spirits be ready to receive it, Lord. God, and to apply it to our life today. God, let it challenge us, convict us, Lord. God, change us today. God, and we thank you for it, Lord. We give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout amen. 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 You may be seated. did not have it planned earlier when I was talking about the convenience fees. It just like, I thought, well, that just goes right along with my message. Um, and I jotted a thought down. I wrote it sideways, so I'll have to stand this way to read it. But it just came to me. We are quick to complain about the inconveniences of God, but we are slow to complain about the things and the inconveniences of the world. When God asks something of us, a lot of times it's like, really, Lord? But I'd prefer if you'd do it this way. It's a little inconvenient for me. But it's funny how when the world asks things of us, we don't bat an eye. You say, oh, I don't know if that's true, Pastor. Really? Let's go back three years. Everyone just kind of fell in line of what we were told to do. Uh-huh. Now, if we would all fall in line that quick when God would ask us to do things, 
we would change the world around us. Amen. All right. We can move on now. Hallelujah. I preached a message a few years ago, I think a couple years ago, entitled To Be Like Jesus. And I challenge us to be more like him in that message. But I want us to understand something about that this morning in this place today is following God, living for God, being a Christian or being Christ-like is not convenient for our flesh. True Christians understand the full commitment that comes along with walking with Christ. It's no longer about you. It's no longer about your desires. Psalms 37 and 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I like how other translations put this, that it, do what the Lord wants, and he will give you your heart's desire. Seek your happiness in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. But only true Christians understand this because true Christians are invested in him. They are sold out to him. He is their God. He is their Lord. He is their everything in life. It's not just, I think a message I preached, I don't know how long ago, but I talked about the Monday Jesus, everybody loves Sunday Jesus, but Monday Jesus is a little inconvenient for some people because Sunday, it's easy to, it's easy to get worship on when you're surrounded by such great people in a congregation and it just feels good in here. But Monday morning when, when, when you step out the front door and hell hits you right in the face, you say, well, hold on. Or Monday morning comes and you get to work and the Lord lays on your heart to step out of your comfort zone and go pray for somebody. You say, hold on, God, that's a little inconvenient for me. But if you're truly, truly Christian in who you are in every which way and he is your God, then we understand that whatever it is he asks of me, yes, it might be inconvenient to my flesh, but I'm okay with that. And those true Christians, they follow all Everybody say all his commandments, not just those who are convenient to them. They truly understand this scripture that when you do what the Lord wants and you seek your happiness in the Lord, then you are handing over your personal desires for your life. You're placing them in God's hands at that moment. And in that moment, God places his personal desires that he wants to see in your life down deep in your heart. And he begins to give you directions that, that you have been searching for and clear answers that, that you want of things to do in life and true purpose and doors will begin to open when you submit to what God wants for you. It is easy for all of us to look at that scripture and say, well, if I live for him, then everything I want, I can have. That's not what that scripture means. But you fall so in love with him and that he is your God, he is your master, he is your Lord, that you submit and you relinquish your desires unto him. And when, when your desires are removed from you, God's desires for your life begins to be placed in that place. There's no better life than living that life. The inconvenience, though, because even though it's inconvenient for you, that's where God dwells is in that place. The inconvenience of leaving 
your past behind. I want us to look at this for a second. Matthew 4, 18 through 22. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, and in the ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Talk about inconvenience. He said, leave, leave your loved ones, leave your father, leave your career, leave your income. What would you do today if the Lord spoke to you very clearly and said, I want you to, I want you to go and, and leave your job tomorrow. I want you to leave your income tomorrow. I'm gonna strip you of all of that. Would that be convenient for you? Absolutely not. This is what he's asking of them. Leave all these things and follow me. Following Christ in that moment meant that they must walk away from everything they had worked for, their boats, their income, their careers, and for James and John, their own family. Peter left behind for a period of time his wife and his dying mother-in-law. But imagine for a second the moments they would have missed out on if they had decided for themselves to say, you know what? It's just too much pay, God. It's just too much of a price you're asking for us. I'm going to stay right here with my father. I'm going to stay right here with the nets. I'm going to stay right here with the fish. I'm just going to keep on living the way I've been living. What you're asking of me is just too inconvenient, to, and I cannot pay that price. What would have happened if they would have taken that approach and said, it's what God is asking of me is just too much. It's at, you're asking way too much of me. Jesus, you're asking, you're asking too much of us in this moment. It's too inconvenient to follow you. If this would have been their decision, they, they wouldn't have experienced the man being lowered through the roof of a house and Jesus saying, rise, take up your bed and walk. They would have missed out on the feeding of the 5,000 plus and turning water into wine, healing the paralyzed man, calming the storm, healing the leper, healing two blind men, raising Lazarus from the dead. Peter never would have walked on water. So you have to ask yourself this morning, not what am I gaining by not following him and making him my Lord, but what are you losing by not being fully committed to God? What are you missing out on? What is it? I have to wonder this morning how many individuals that have been praying for a miracle but haven't seen it to, simply because they don't want to be inconvenienced by God. They don't want to be inconvenienced anymore. I have to wonder how many churches are not seeing revival, not seeing miracles in their churches because prayer meetings and fasting throughout the week is just too inconvenient for their flesh. Or how many homes are suffering because it's just too inconvenient to, to hit the prayer closet. I just don't have time for it. I'm not telling you this morning that it's it's going to be easy. It will be inconvenient to your flesh. But when I'm sold out to him, I know that I am one of his own. He is my God. He is my Lord. I am his. And I'm willing to be inconvenient so I don't miss out on what he has for me. I want to be a church that says, God, inconvenience us. Stretch us. God, push us to our limits. God, take us to places in faith we've never been before. Why? Because I want to 
see everything that he has for this church and for me and for you and for your family. God inconvenience me. Inconvenience me. I want to be inconvenienced. I'll trade, I'll, I'll trade convenience for my confidence in knowing that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I'll trade inconvenience for the, for the, 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 the confidence of Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Psalms 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You say, well, it's inconvenience. I just don't know what it's gonna look like if I step out in this. Guess what? His word, if you get in his word, it'll be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto the path you're walking now. Zechariah 3, 7, thus saith the Lord of hosts, if thou wilt walk in my ways and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. This morning, as I've said, I'm not willing to be a church that sees the instructions of God as an inconvenience at the price of losing his hand upon us. God's gonna stretch us. God's going to speak things into your life. You're going to say, God, that's really hard. My flesh is really going to feel this. God, my flesh is really going to be stretched. My flesh, God, I just don't know if I can submit to this in my flesh. And you know what he's going to say? Yeah, I get you. I've been there. If you'd let this cut pass for me, but nevertheless, those nails are going to hurt. Oh, that whipping post. Oh, the cat of nine tails. Oh, my back being ripped open and flesh being ripped and the blood coming down. Yeah, it's going to be inconvenient for my flesh, but all the healings that's going to be poured out. All the brokenness that's going to be healed. Oh, the nails are going to hurt. But oh, what it's going to be like. when I, That's why it says all heaven rejoices over one. One sinner that repents. Why? Because the repentance actually has power because he said flesh step to the side. I've got to walk in the inconvenience of my flesh so people can have salvation. Understand, inconvenience is going to cost you something. But it's worth it. worth it it might be inconvenient to the flesh but it unlocks doors in the spirit understand that inconvenienced by God's presence you said how in the world could you be inconvenienced by God's presence well all of this and all of us in this place have been put in a place sometime in our life to make a choice between what's right and what's wrong amen in our flesh alone, it's easy to do the things that are wrong. That are not pleasing unto God. James 1, 14 and 15 says, but every man is tempted. Look at your neighbor and say, it's you. Nobody's exempt. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. And enticed. Then when lust hath conceived... 
it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. But God's presence becomes inconvenient when our flesh is desiring to do wrong. You ever been there? Sin, temptation is there. And it says, it says, I love how it says in, in the scripture, that when lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin. It births sin. When lust is conceived, when you conceive it, you begin to birth sin. So we see here that there are things in your life that temptation that we know we all have is going to come and if we receive or conceive the lust of our flesh, we are going to birth or walk into the things of sin in our life. But there's something about God's presence when he's your Lord and he's your God, when you've gone down in his name and had your sins washed away and he's filled you with his spirit, there's this little thing called conviction. When God's presence shows up and you know you should not be here, you should not be doing this, you should not be saying these words, you should not be acting this way, you should not be doing this act, and God's presence shows up, it's inconvenient to your flesh because you know you're completely going against anything that God stands for. He said, well, it's, it, why is it so easy for the world to sin? Because if they don't, if they're not concerned about the presence of God, if they don't have his spirit living within them, they're, they're not worried about offending a God that they don't even consider their God. He's not their Lord, their Savior, their Master. But when he becomes your Lord, your Savior, your Master, and you step into that situation, something hits you because you just automatically feel Something's off about this. God's not pleased with this. And when you know God's not pleased with this, this is your sign to probably remove yourself from whatever that is or remove it from you. So today, if, if I had, if I randomly found a backpack with a million dollars inside and I knew it wasn't mine, Andrew, I'm going to pick on you today. It's okay. If you walked outside and found a backpack with a million dollars. Oh, he is thinking. He's like. He's like, what would I buy first? <laughs> you know it's not yours, but you know what's inside of it. It could change your life forever. Temptation is there to grab it and just run and jump in the car and be like, mom, we got to go now before anybody else says, hey, I lost a backpack. In our flesh, we will try to convince ourselves that it's okay. Try to talk ourselves into, now listen to this, we typically would say you talk yourself out of sin, but when you're operating in this, you're talking yourself into sin. You say, but oh, but, but pastor, I could give some for the new building. Um, I could pay my tithes on it. God wouldn't mind then. 
right? Even though it's not mine, oh, I can do good things with it. Does that make it right? No, because it's not ours. Our flesh wants it so bad, and your flesh alone will take you down a path of sin. Your flesh, if you are not where you're supposed to be, will take you down a path of sin. The story of King David and Bathsheba, what, we, we understand what took place, that he was not where he was supposed to be on the battlefield with his men. But instead, he, he stayed home. And he found himself in the balcony, and he, he got a glimpse of Bathsheba bathing. And, and temptation was conceived. And instead of walking away, he allowed sin to be birthed, which eventually would cause him to not just stop there with being with another man's wife, but because he got her pregnant, he has the man killed. So now he's not not just an adulterer, but now he has fallen into murder. See, when you're not where you're supposed to be and he's not fully your God in that moment, not fully your Lord in that moment, that, that it'll begin to pile on top of each other. It's not just one sin, but it'll lead to another and to another to cover up this sin. There's only one thing that can completely take care of your sins, and that is the blood of Jesus. You cannot cover up those things. But I ask myself, what would have changed in that story if David would have begun to sing some of the Psalms? I, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise you, your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. And great is the Lord and worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. Psalms 34 and 1, I will exalt, extol the Lord at all times. Will praise, will always be on my lips. Psalms 138 and 1, I thank you, Lord, with all my heart. I sing praise to you before the gods. Uh, Psalm 7, 17, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. Understand uh, that the presence of God, uh, the presence of God, uh, it would have stopped what was taking place if David uh, would have been reminded in that moment of what he was as a boy uh, out in the fields taking care of the sheep. Uh, he would have said, no, uh, that's not of me. Uh, that is not of God. Uh, but I'll start worshiping God uh, and I'll invite his presence into this moment when you get yourself in a situation and you say I shouldn't be here I shouldn't be doing this I shouldn't be saying this the best thing you can do is invite God's presence into that situation you say it's going to be inconvenient for my flesh but God will save me from this sin the presence of God can stop you before you ever start down a path of sin we all at times need to give an invitation to God's inconvenience in our lives. Why? Here's why. I said the door of inconvenience and blessings. Because when you submit to him and you submit to the inconveniences of God, you say, well, hold up. You're telling me God's inconvenient? To your flesh, yes, he is. His ways are not our ways. His ways go completely against flesh. So that's why I struggle. Yes, that's why we struggle. Because we live in this thing called flesh. 
you can't get away from this. This is who you are. This is what we're in. But by the help and the grace and the mercy of God, you can do this. Why? Because it's the submission to the inconveniences of our flesh through God that breeds the blessings of God in your life. When you are willing to say, inconvenience me, God, that's when he says, now I can pour blessings out upon you. A church that is inconvenienced is a blessed church. A church that is stretched to, to, to what we think is our limits, God says, I have no limits. Let me stretch you. Let me take you to a place you've never been before. Why, God? Because then I will pour out my blessings upon you like you cannot fathom. It's when you surrender. It's it's when you let him in fully in your life. Let him do what he wants to do in your life. The blessings of God begin to overtake not just one area of your life, but every area of your life. That's what we read in our opening text today. If the keys will come, just the keys. This is what we read here. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. It says, now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. I love how that's pointed out. See, it's different when he's your God. Today, I'm talking... I'm not just talking as a group. I'm talking to every individual in this place today. He has to be your God, not your neighbors. You can't ride on the blessings of your neighbor. You, you, you can't survive on the inconveniences of your neighbor. So, you know, I'll, I'll just let them go through it. This half of the church can't say, we'll just let this half of the church We'll, we'll, we'll let th- this section over here in the, uh, on my left, your right, we'll let them do all the praying and fasting. We'll let them do all the sacrificial giving. We'll let them do, we'll, just, we'll, we'll let them go be inconvenienced. To, and they'll, they'll get us our blessings for the church. No, 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 no. It's when every person in this place says, he's my God. That's why I said earlier, that's my Jesus. I take ownership of that. That's my Jesus. He has to be your Jesus. He has to be your God. In order to get the blessings, Matthew, in order to get the blessings for your family, for your house, he has to be your God, not just mine. You can't live off my blessings. You can't live off your neighbor's blessings, but he has to be your God. You have to surrender. Because it says here, because I can't obey the voice of God for you, but you have to obey the voice of God for yourself. It says to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, your 
God. But I love that the scripture doesn't end there. But the scripture goes on to say, I'll bless you in the city. I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you when you're coming and when you're going. I'll bless your herds. I'll bless your children. I'll bless the fruit of the ground. I'll bless your womb. I'll bless your basket. I'll bless your store. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses in all to which you set your hand to and he will bless you in the land which the Lord God is giving you. I stand at the door and knock today. There's a door. There's a door of inconvenience and there's a door of blessing and God is standing at that door today and saying who will let me in because I've got blessings in the inconvenience. I've got blessings for this church. I've got blessings for your family. Who in this place will let him in because he says I stand at the door and knock and I will bless everything that your life touches when you let me in and let me be your God. He's waiting for somebody today to say, God, you lead and I'll follow. You lead and I'm walking where you walk. You open the door and I'm gonna run through it. I wonder if across this sanctuary this morning, if there's anybody that would stand up and throw their hands up in the air and say, you are the Lord of my life. You are my God. You are my Jesus. You're not just my Savior, but you're my Lord. You're my leader. God, you're in control of my life. I submit it all to you, even if it's inconvenient, God. Even if it's inconvenient for me even if it goes against my flesh, even if it hurts, even if it goes against my understanding, God. It's the door of inconvenience and blessings. Someone today, you've been struggling for a while to even step out and walk to this altar because you know there are things that God is calling out of your life. There are things that you've been holding on to that God is telling you to let go of. And it's been a while since you stepped out because you know that when you step out, it's gonna be inconvenient for you because you're gonna to have to submit to what he's asking you to do. But hear your pastor this morning, if you'll step out and say, God, I don't fully understand it. And I honestly, really, my flesh doesn't like it. But not my will, but thy will be done. It's inconvenient, God, but I want to walk in your blessings. I want your blessings on my family, God, and what I'm doing and what I'm thinking. God, it's, it's stopping the blessings on my family, God. Today, Lord, inconvenience me. Inconvenience me, God, because I need you today. I need your blessings. I want your blessings. I have to have your blessings, God. God, I can't live without it, Lord. I need you, God. God bless me. God bless my house, Lord. His word says it. His word says it. Come on. I will bless you. I will bless you. I will bless your store. I'll bless your home. Come
come on. I'll bless your city. I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you when you're coming and you're going. Your herd, your children. Come on, you want a blessing on your children today? Step out and be inconvenienced. Come on, you want a blessing on your family? Step out and be inconvenienced. You want a blessing, come on, on your flesh, a blessing on your womb? Step out and say, inconvenience me, God. Inconvenience me because I want your blessings, Lord. I want your blessings. God, you are my God. You are my Lord. You are my leader. God, you are my master, Lord. God, you are my Savior, Lord. God, you're my Jesus. God, that's who you are, Lord. God, tomorrow, not just on Sundays, but tomorrow, Lord, it might be a little inconvenient, God. God, but I'm going to walk in your ways. On Tuesday, I'm going to walk in your ways. God, on Wednesday, I'm going to walk in your ways. On Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'm going to walk, God, in your will for my life. God, I'm going to do it, God, even though it might take some more effort. God, it might take more time. God, it might take more of my treasure, God, but I'm going to walk, God, in the inconvenience, Lord, of your ways. God, because I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle for the things of this world. God, but I want everything you have for me. I want everything you have for my family. I want everything you have for my job. God, for my finances, Lord. God, for my ministry, Lord. God, for our church, God. I want everything you have, Lord, even if it's inconvenient, God. Oh, I stand at the door and knock. I stand at the door and knock. He's knocking at the door this morning to somebody's heart. He's knocking at the door of somebody's life. He's saying it might be a little inconvenient to the world's standards. It might be a little inconvenient to your flesh. But if you'll let me in, if you'll let me in, open the door, I'll come in and my blessings come with me. Let me in, let me in. Let me in this morning. Oh, God. Oh, God, I need you, Jesus. I have to have you, God. I have to have you, Jesus. God, I need you in my family, Lord. God, I can't do this without you, Lord. It might not be easy, Lord. But I know I can do it with you, Lord. I can get by, God. God. 